This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Welcome to the Downward Spiral. Oh, Lord. We're taking you way down. We start off strong and then it's downhill all the way. What do you mean strong then? Well, we start talking about nice things and then we end up talking about awful things. Okay. And then all of a sudden you get depressed. Or I get depressed. There you have it. Welcome to the Downward Spiral 2020 end of the year review. I'm Jeff Fader, yeah. and I'm here with the great and powerful Nico Tavernisi. How are you, my man? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Welcome to the last day of the, Ar- the Armageddon. I don't know. The last day of the year, 2020, December 31st. Dude. It is noon. And uh, yeah. yeah, you know, here we are. You know, it's the stupidest part of it all is everyone seems to think that, you know, nature and science and the world will adhere to our nonsensical civilization deadlines. You know, as in like the 1st of January, everything's going to be great. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's like uh, it's kind of like the those uh, huge like Christian uh you know, like, uh, what are those called? Those, uh, big meetups they're having the, uh, expos and stuff like that for like, you know, 20 something Christians. And like, they just had one in Missouri the other day with like hundreds of people showing up. And one of the people was one of the people in the audience was like, I'm not worried about COVID because God will protect me. And you know what? I, I, I kind of love that about humans. We're just so dumb. We're so fucking stupid that we kind of deserve it. So every time you see these massless parties and shit, you're like, well, you know, we're human. That's dude. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I just an hour ago, I just picked my Jeep up from the auto body guy. They did an amazing job. I, I crashed the Jeep into the shop to podcast for knife talk. I just <laughs> did you do it on purpose? No, it was a total accident. I had my workbench out. I was cleaning the workbench. I actually, I accidentally had it farther out than it usually is. And I just drove into it. And oh, it that's was, nice. Yeah. It was on my birthday. So oh, happy wow. birthday. Happy birthday, Jeff. So I brought it to the, <laughs> to a guy and then they, I, I just found out they, they were done with it. So I came to pick it up. Yeah. I went into the office. The owner wasn't wearing a mask. I'm sure. wearing a mask. What are you going to do? I can't tell the guy to fucking put a mask on. Yeah. So then he gets into the car. Then he's like, I'll bring the car around. He gets in the car without a mask. Yeah. Touches everything, breathes sure. all over the place. Yeah. And then I have to go get some bleach and I just bleach the whole goddamn car down. It's just like, yeah. We're never going to get fucking through this. Yeah. We never get through this. Yeah. It's, and it's tough too because of the whole vaccine rollout. You kind of read these kind of horror stories about, you know, some, some wacko in fucking Wisconsin or wherever left 500 doses out intentionally, like killed 500 doses that on, pur- on purpose. Yeah, it happened the other day. What? Yeah, he's just, you know, it's like we're there's people who are just mentally unfit. They Why, you know, like there's like this fine line between like bus drivers and like, like low level nurses in hospitals and f- like fucking psychopaths you know like there's <laughs> this is like i don't know what it is it's it's i don't know it's 
it's crazy. I and mean, we're just kind of like, oh yeah, Mother Nature's just kind of like, oh my God, you guys are so dumb. Yeah, we're gonna fucking yeah, we're gonna walk all over you. I don't care. You're you're yeah. helping me. You're helping me. <laughs> yeah. You know, thanks there's, <laughs> thanks for thank the new you. variant strain. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's just like yeah. you can't make this up. And I'll tell you what. I mean, you and I were talking um, off the air about this. You know, the funny thing is, is because Hillary and I and and a kid had the uh, had Corona in April. Uh-huh. So you know, my wife's frontline worker. Blah blah blah. We get through the whole year. We're like, we consider ourselves uh, COVID orthodox. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. our new. That's when I guy the auto body guy want to shake my hand. I'm like, I can't COVID orthodox. And you want to give me an elbow? And I'm like, let's just wait. Let's just let's not. We don't even have that. I don't. I understand. Yeah. And um, so we were excited because we there was word that my wife was going to get the vaccine. Right. We heard early, early in December, that they yeah. basically what happens is. is the vaccines go to all the hospitals and then they have like a pecking order because there's only a certain amount of vaccines and they have to sure. have a pecking order in regards to who's going to get it. So they let Hillary know that she was going to get it. And yeah. one day she, she was going to get it and, and she, it, she just missed the deadline. She was seeing a patient and then the next day she, she took it. She yeah. sent us this message. I got the vaccine. She didn't do the selfie, getting the picture with the. Right, right. And uh, we were excited because it was like, it was almost like this feeling of the end of this. Right. Yeah. She gets home. She it is the Moderna vaccine. You got to get it right. again. Yeah. She gets home. We're all like, yeah, this is so great. This is so great. And we go to bed and at 12 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock, one o'clock in the morning, I'm like, she's writhing around, writhing around moaning and in, in pain. Yeah. And I'm like, are you okay? Are you okay? And she's like, I have the chills. Oh, I, no. I, I, she's she's got the chills she's got a fever she feels like she's got flu-like symptoms she's not coughing but she feels like total shit and she can't move her arm so we're in a panic so it's like we're all having ptsd because it's like exactly what happened when she got the covid right and then the next morning she had a fever of 101 called in couldn't go to work because i mean they 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 take her temperature yeah yeah. oh sure you can't walk in with that yeah so it was the side effects from the Moderna vaccine, right. and they're they're seeing a few people. They're seeing result. They're they're seeing enough of the same symptoms, right? To, for people who have maybe have maybe have had the COVID uh, virus before, yeah, they're having the same terrible arm pain. She couldn't move her arm for five days. Oh my god! It, for seventy two hours, they told her the side effects might last seventy two hours if you get it. Now, right. this is something that not everyone's going to get. Right. But the problem is, and she felt better after three days. Yeah, she felt better. But she, at the point, there was a, at the one point, she was like, "I'm not taking the second one. I'm not taking because oh, they because yeah. they said to her that if you have side effects, the second dose, the side effects are going to be worse. Jeez. So we were just like, I, I mean, it's crazy that you don't. You get, I mean, you should take it. I mean, yeah, yeah, second. yeah. So we basically came to the conclusion that we're going to like prepare. She's going to take it on a Friday, right. the second batch, and we're going to prepare the house. And she said to me. I asked her at one point, do you want me to take you to the hospital? And she goes, no, because this is, you know, what's happening is it's, the vaccine isn't like virus. You're getting, it's not virus. Right. What it's doing is it's trying to prepare your immune system and your, um, your antibodies for the coronavirus. Right. So it's like when you have the fever, you have the chills, you have the aches, you have this, that's your immune system kind of like fighting off whatever and, right. and I, I we were making the joke that like the hillary's immune system was like oh fuck it's back panic <laughs> everybody fucking panic yeah, but yeah. it was tough and the, the real ultimately she feels good now her arms a little bit sore it's different than when you get a flu shot and sometimes you get sore sure. i mean she couldn't move her fucking arm for like three days yeah you know, no, like, when you you know i just i actually just got the flu shot 
pretty recently and it was one of those things that you forget about it and then the next day you're like oh what's why is my shoulder yeah. kind of so it feels like I, you just like get hit with a softball or something like that you're like oh right well she but, said that at night she said i didn't need i don't need to go i didn't panic yeah. because my arm hurt so bad i realized this is the from the vaccine this right. isn't coronavirus again because she right, sees right, like right. all these people with coronavirus anyway but it was like what the problem is going to be is this is going to be very very helpful to people who are against the vaccine people who are afraid to take the vaccine oh, sure. because this is like i mean it was like she had like the flu for the most i mean yeah, she yeah. wasn't like so I mean, it wasn't like she wasn't like. Oh yeah, because people are gonna be be like, "You gave me fucking COVID, oh, uh, dude." The people are stupid as it is, but this yeah, is yeah. gonna be. I mean, I was a. We were all panicked. We were all like, "Holy yeah. shit, she's got fucking coronavirus again." Yeah, you know, and it's gonna be. It's gonna make. It's gonna make everyone's. It's gonna make this whole thing even worse and right. harder to do. People are gonna be afraid to take it. Right. So, but and that, it that's also, But that's not a majority. I think. No. People in Hillary's case are more of a minority. I think. No. Right. They had a they had an article about it in um, the Atlantic. I have the article, but I don't mean to read it. But it's they're very aware that yeah. this is happening to a certain group of people. Not everybody. It's a small group of people have. Yeah, because I was just reading that it was just basically people who have pretty severe allergic reactions to most things. And then well, I read something about shellfish allergies. Right. They're like, do not you like be really careful. So like carry your EpiPen with you when you get a shot. <laughs> I mean, like, if you were to if you were to say, all right, I'm going to take this vaccine, but it's going to it. There's a small window that this is going to fuck me up for for 72 hours. Right. I think a lot of people are going to be like, I really don't want to do this. You know, I'll I take don't my know. Chances. It's but yeah, but take your chances with what death? Like no one's died from the vaccine yet. People still don't. Be, I mean, you know, that's the other thing. I mean, well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, the shellfish thing. It, it, people just don't know, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. And I think that I think that the whole thing sucks. And I, I think that the, it's fucking awful. And and, you know, it got to the point where she, Hillary's a smart person. She was just like, I'm not fucking taking that second one. It was going to be worse than this. And right. I'm just like, I mean, and now she's like, I'm fucking taking it. We're going to prep the house. We're going to like work. She's going to do it on a Friday. So if she's got the reactions are just as bad or worse. Yeah, but there, I mean, the, the, the nice thing, the good thing about that is they're saying the second one, it can last years, you know, like being fully, uh, I don't you know, know, immune to it. It can last years. That's what I read. So hopefully, I, I mean, yeah. but it's just, you know, we're, we're, the masks are the simplest, easiest way to just at least do something and the, here's the real problem because i got into it with some mask on the anti-mask guys and they're just like well you just got some fucking cotton on your face yes but i don't do that we now right. we, we're covid we're covid orthodox we have m95 masks everywhere so yeah. i'm not wearing the i'm only wearing the cloth mask when i walk the dogs and i don't see anybody but right. when i go anywhere i got the oh, yeah. full m95 mask on hillary's just like it, yeah, you but you can funny, just buy, you can just buy them on Amazon. It's not she's like, getting them on it. That's where she gets them. She gets them on yeah. Amazon, and I get but black you know, ones on Amazon, which are great because they look cool. Now, now you now he, tell me what it's like working on a movie set now, because you're well, on a, you're on a set right now, aren't you? Yeah. No. I, yeah. I, it's it's well, it's we get tested every single morning. We get PCRs every morning. Which, which is which type of test is that? PCR is like the gold standard, basically. It's like up the, the back of your nose. Yeah, yeah, it was ninety eight percent. But they don't know. They don't. They stopped doing that because what they were finding is that it actually injured people's nasal cavities. So what they're doing is they're telling you when you do it, they do ten seconds in each nostril, two different um, swabs, 
and you breathe out your nose when they're doing it. Um, you don't tilt your head back or anything because it constricts the passage. Right. And, you know, we get it from guys in full, like, full on, like, Ebola outfits. Right. And, uh, you know, you get the test and then it, they don't go all the way in the back. Some, you know, sometimes we're outside and it's freezing cold and these people have numb hands because they've been doing it for hours and Ugh. they kind of whack the back of your Ugh. brain. You're like, oh, okay. But, <laughs> you know, but we have a, an hour to two hour turnaround. And we sit in our cars. We sit, we have crazy early calls. 5 a.m. We're there in this parking lot. We get these tests and we sit in the car for an hour, hour and a half, two hours. And I usually just do my editing for uh, the photos I shot the day before. And then, um, and then we get a phone call and they're like, what's your date of birth? And you tell them date of birth. And they're like, okay, you're clear to work. So Jeez. that's, yeah. So we do that every single, well, in my zone, we do it every single day. So my zone is next to the actors, which is like the higher risk. Right. Um, and we've always kind of thought like, oh, would we give it to the actors? And then we realized it's the other way around because the actors are maskless and they're kind of like nothing can hurt them kind of thing. You know, right. so they're just like, woo, they're yelling and talking and vaping and just doing stupid shit. And you're just like, get me the fuck away from these people. Like, these are the people that I'll, I'll get COVID from um, because they're not wearing masks, you know, and yeah. in the scene, they don't wear masks. So you kind of. You know, if you're wearing a 95 and then I wear a ball clob over it and then a lot, most people are wearing face shields. I, I can't shoot with a face shield. So I wear like, uh, you know, uh, contractor glasses, like clear, right. Like DeWalt glasses that wrap around and can fit. Um, and, uh, so I'll, you know, I shoot like that and it's, I just, I wear gloves and then I wash my gloves every night and I wash my hands a couple times a day. You know, it's. And we just use like alcohol rubs and there's a, you know, it's like little portly kid who walks around, uh, you know, hand sanitizer, you know, he squirts <laughs> hand sanitizer on you. And, uh, but we're in these areas. So we shot on a stage yesterday and there was 24 people maximum could be in this room that we were shooting in. So there's like three people there standing on the outside watching, counting us. And if there's too many, they walk, they say, you can't go in, blah, blah, blah. Right. And they have these giant, like, um, like Doctor Who Dalek kind of air purifiers that are running until we do takes. And as soon as we do takes, they turn them off so right. we can get dialogue. Um, but, you know, and they desanitize the area where the stand-ins were and things like that. But it's, you know, it's more of a, it's more of a annoyance. It's not, right. it's not like, be, I could shoot like this for years and be fine. I mean, the testing is a little annoying. And I don't have to drive that far to get the test. So, like, I can imagine driving an hour and a half and then getting a test and then sitting in your car for two hours. I'd lose my fucking mind. Jesus you know, I'd have, to get up at, I'd have to get up at 3 a.m. if I was working in Manhattan right now. Um, so, but, but I mean, you know. These guys, you guys have all have to do this now. I mean, I just, I mean, the big news in the past couple of weeks was, you know, Tom Cruise losing his shit on the set of whatever movie, right. the Mission Impossible. And um, he but, lost know, his fucking the, mind. I know, but the safety standards are different everywhere. I think we're on the high end of the spectrum for safety standards, meaning you look at photos of Mission Impossible 7, and there's basically all the crew guys are wearing surgical masks, which are three-layer kind of waterproof masks, uh, which is what a, a lot of people are wearing. They're saying it's safe. But it still doesn't stop the airflow from coming in the either sides, where uh, an N95 actually has a much better seal on your face. Right. And then on top of that, what I'll do is I'll tape it down on the top. Um, and then I put a ball of clava over it, which makes me look scary. But it also 
pushes the mask closer to my face. But, you know, I I have to take breaks because after, you know, we shoot for 12 hours. So wearing a mask with tape on your face for 12 hours, you know, and especially having a balaclava on, you're just like, holy, you know, you get a little dizzy. Do you have Um, all like the marks on your face from the, from the. Yeah. I have kind of like, I have like scars on my top of my nose and my under my eyes now. Hillary Hillary has like that COVID. Yeah. Wears an M95 mask. Yeah. Every but day. you gotta tape it because if you wear any kind of glasses, the the your breath goes right up and it's fogs your glasses. You can't see shit. And you trip yeah. over things. So, um, uh, you know, I've kind of got it down. I I told them I couldn't wear the visor. The visor was is more to protect yourself from touching your face. Huh. Um, but I don't. You know, I tend to. It's the. I think a lot of the new studies are saying that it's less touch. It's less like contact. So. You really don't have to clean your shit. You don't have to, you know, in summertime, we had like buckets of bleach water and, yeah. and you know, we had areas of decontamination and like, you know, tier four through tier one, you know, one of those things. But they're basically saying it's, you need to have a massive like viral load in order to get this shit from touch. Right. Um, well, that's what long- they think to happen on Hillary is that she was exposed to a pile of people at the same time. Yeah. And there was no, at the time in April... Yeah. There was no uh, PPE, not proper PPE. They were having to use like, you know, they had very, very, they had a ration their PPE, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember that. They were wearing like diving masks with like HEPA filter, 3D printed like extensions put on, you know? Right. All my but, friends were making yeah. those fucking things. Uh, yeah. All the makers with like 3D printers were all yeah. making those things for the for the hospitals. Great. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is great. It shouldn't, it shouldn't have to be that. Well, that's no. insane. You know, it's stupid. You're a fucking hospital. Like... But then again, it's like, you know, uh, it just sucks for people who take it really safe and then they get it. You know, you're like, what the fuck did I do? Like, what, you know, um, I don't know. I, I get worried when I go in and out of the the hotel kind of thing because there's still people in the hallways who don't wear masks or something like that, like teenage kids and shit running around. I'm like, the the movie company didn't buy out the whole hotel. So <clears throat> we're in with the general public, which is scary. But, uh, you know, I made sure I got a ground floor. So I just walk out the back door and, you know, but, but people are dumb. They're just, you know, so I, I basically hold my breath when I open the door and walk to my room. The problem is, is it's it's just, it's just, there's a million problems. I mean, it's just annoying. It's just annoying. And if I feel like it should have been gone a while ago. Yeah, but we're not, the problem is until Trump gets the fuck out and until Biden basically declares martial law and, and sends the national guard out to give vaccine doses, we, you, you can't help it. You can't, you're not going to change people's mind. You know, you're just, you just kind of have to like in the beginning, you're kind of like, Whoa, this is crazy. We're all going to go through this together. And then summer, you're like, well, this is kind of cool. We're outside and it's beautiful out. And then fall started hitting her. People are like, holy fuck, we're broke. Are we going to pay anything? Right. And now people are just like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's. That's right. I just, I got off the phone with, uh, I got off the phone with Tony and he was telling me that he was speaking with some people at the Culinary Institute of America. They're laying everybody off over there. Yeah. You know, the restaurant game, just forget it. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I, a, a lot of my friends were uh, in West Side Story, the new Spielberg one, and, right. and they were all on broad, you know, they're all Broadway people. They're all dancers and stuff. And they, all, most of them had to move home with their parents. You know, they couldn't, they're like, well, there goes my Manhattan. I, you know, I, a friend of mine was like, hey, you want to buy a washer and dryer? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, you guys are moving too. And they're like, yeah, we can't. And there's no work. So, 
It's fucking know. horrible. Yeah. And then on top of that, uh, just, I mean, just bitching, my own bitching is that f- the, the, because of COVID, the post office was a wreck. And yeah. I had so many orders that I went, that I sent out with time to spare. Right. I sent stuff out in the first week of December. And it's still sitting in the way station or wherever, New Jersey. It has been there for like, you know, I have shit that's been out forever and it's stuck in this spot. In what about New Jersey. Switching, switching to the different well, carrier? We, oh, we got, I mean, now we have to, but it, yeah. it, there wasn't enough time to know. All of a sudden, right, right. You know, the, the third week of December, I started getting these messages saying, hey, is my, my package is, is, you have the tracking number? Oh, I look at the tracking number and it's just like, it should have been there in two days. Right. And it was a fucking wreck. It was a fucking right. wreck. Yeah. And it's because there's a lot of people with COVID in the post mm-hmm. office and they're all fucking going home. Sure. And, yeah. and the, and the, and the mail now is like <clears throat> piling up and they can't get a hold of it. Yeah. Can't. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, let this is a depressing conversation, but I think well, what we should do is make it spiral. more depressing. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> Cause you know, people, I don't know. I think people don't really, I think people are just tired of hearing this shit. I think. Well, we're I mean, like, we're, we're, this is the, this is the, I end guess of this the is, year. yeah, this is the end of the year, but whatever fuck 2020 it's just you know once it's just uh, whatever i i do have that you know we'll talk a little longer but i do have some funny stories that happened that we can talk about but you know but before we do that hey craig why don't you do me a favor and drop one of those fucking ads that people are driving me crazy about right now whoa yeah Thank you. All right, back to the show. I had to do that now with Craig because it's like I get these messages like, you know, you guys are in the middle of a conversation, and then all of a sudden the fucking uh, yeah. ad showed up, and I didn't know what the hell you guys were saying. So I'm gonna start. Oh, I'm gonna Craig. do that a couple times. Big ups to Craig, dude. Craig went to back to from France. He lives in France. He went back to visit his family in 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 the UK, and he and he just they just they Holy just shit. let him back in. They just let him back <laughs> in France. He's he's now he's uh he's sitting he's sitting pretty with like a new year's eve hat on and bullshit glasses with a bottle of bollinger's you got to pay oh, the yeah. bills we got to get the oh, magic geez. yeah <sighs> so yeah what else i don't know i'm you know i'm kind of i'm just we we got kind of the easy part of the job done because we've been in this on stages a lot and now right. we're going into society so the next two months are basically like running and gunning in downtown boston and it's a little nerve-wracking but it's actually where I do better work. It's just, you know, we're in the general public, which is a little scarier. But it's Boston. You know, Boston is actually pretty good. Like, you walk downtown, you know, everybody, because half the universities are fucking closed, it's really quiet. Plus, it's also fucking freezing cold out. So, not a lot of people just, like, hanging out. And everybody I saw in downtown is wear ma- wears masks, you know? They all wear masks. But you're, you still, you know, if you're shooting near a museum, there's still, like, groups of people walking by you and you're just like ugh. i mean that's why it helps to look like a fucking serbian warlord you know so just the people just get the fuck out of your way yeah for for all those that don't know nico dresses like a true ninja he's like head to toe black <laughs> no one's no one's coming near him he you look like you look like you're about to get an rv and then uh, put a put a couple bombs in it and bring it down to nashville yeah exactly was that too soon too soon for that one no, not at all. It's never too soon. Never, you know, no. uh, and uh, the, yeah, and my cameras, I hold the camera strapped to my chest. So they basically look like machine guns. Yeah. 
you know? I love it. I love. I love that. I love it. I love that. I love that you do, you do that. But I would think that. I would think that there's not that many. If you're in out in the streets and stuff like that, I, I would imagine that you're not going to have a big problem with like the general public in terms of COVID and stuff like that. I would. No, it's 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 not that. You know, I think I just you know every time I leave the truck, I always say like time to go scare the locals, and it's usually what I you know it's it's I don't know it's. My look, I, the way I've kind of tuned the way I shoot is more built for studio settings and right. people in the movie business who are like, oh, cool. But on the streets, if you're walking by yourself looking the way I look, it's it's actually a little scary. It's like, you know, thanks to fucking Antifa for stealing my look. But you know, <laughs> people are like people and, you know, and and basically like rogue, like, you know, white supremacists who like to wear all black, you know, mm. it's it's. Thanks, guys. For <laughs> yeah, but, but you got uh, the card on saying where you're from. Yeah, I have to wear my pass and all that stuff. And but it's still, it's just like, you know, cops will literally just like fucking follow me. I mean, really? So, I, yeah, of course. Um, but can so I, I have can... to have my pass pretty much in full sight, just like showing everybody. See, I'm not going to kill anybody. In re- in regards to like Hollywood, just out of cur- just out of curiosity, uh-huh. have you seen the Mandalorian? Yeah, of course. Duh. Can I can I tell you what's crazy? Are you gonna spoil it for people? No, I will not spoil it. I mm. promise you, I will not spoil it because I hate that shit. And yeah. P.S. When Baby Yoda dies, it's just like, oh wait, no. Oh P.S. Oh by the way, <laughs> no, don't remember. Guess who spoiled the Joker for me before they even started filming it? Who is that? Did I? You. You. Oh, yeah, yeah, you told me movie. the whole fight. He's like, yeah, we're working the Joker, and this is what's gonna happen at the end. I'm like, I'm not gonna see this goddamn movie now. Thanks oh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Trust I me, I'm not spoiling it. But here's Sorry, what buddy. here's what's interesting about that show. The fact that the whole thing is not even just about the Star Wars bullshit, but the whole thing is rounding. He doesn't take the mask off, and the and, right. the, and the guy says, you know, the the blacksmith, you know, armor says, have you has anyone seen your face? No. Do you take your mask off? No. Has anyone taken your mask off? No. And it's just the fact that we're now having this like kind of like connection with huh. like taking your mask off. It's wow, I never cra- thought of that. It's so crazy. That that part is like so crazy. No one can see your face. And is anyone taking your mask off? And why aren't you wearing and anytime he sees another one of the Mandalorians, he says, How come you have why don't you take your you took your mask off? You're a bad person. I think that's why we call ourselves like COVID orthodox because it's like we're like zealots like like the Mandalorian. But it's but I love but I love how the I love how the anti-masker Mandalorian call the Mandalorian, a religious zealot. Right, you know? right, right, right. Yeah, that's the best part. You're, like, oh, you're an you don't know what you're fucking talking about. Yeah. And get, I'm not going to say what happens, nope. but it, yeah. but but at the same time, it's like there is the, the fact that there is this weird connection between yeah. him not taking his mask off, and, right, and, and right. now us, we're you know, do we put our masks on? Don't put our mask on. I, I, that's probably been the one thing that has been more interesting to me. That there's this weird, you know, I mean, it, it's incredible coincidence. You know? Yeah, that's true. Have yeah, you I mean the, mo- the movie I'm working on right now is all about that. It's all, but it's a dark comedy about the end of the world and a comet coming. And basically, the president is very Trumpish, and she is who's a woman played by Meryl Streep, and she's basically saying, you know, it's an election year, so I don't want to fucking tell people they're going to die because I want to get reelected. Right. <laughs> and okay. so there's the whole the movie's called Don't Look Up because there's a half of the the world says don't look up meaning like there's no comment coming just live your life and the others are the look uppers who are basically you know saying no we're all gonna fucking die unless we prepare for this um so it's do you think and, people are gonna do you think people are gonna be like 
I don't know if I can handle this. I had enough. <laughs> well, it's on Netflix, so it's one of those things. Oh. Like, it's not like it's not. It already has a buyer, you know. It's like, but it's it's the guy who directed Vice, and if you ever, if you haven't seen Vice, the movie about Dick Cheney, it's it's fucking great. It's really great, super dark, but in a really funny way. Um, you know, it's it's great, and it's it's one of those things that being around this director, he, you know, when you're around people who are who should who are like too smart for stand up you know yeah like people who are just so kind of darkly c- cynically brilliant that you're just like how the fuck did you just think of that one liner like they're the guys you want to have after like in the middle of an argument for every single smart funny comeback and he he's this guy Adam McKay is a director and uh, you know he's just it's it's hilarious what the fuck he comes out of his mouth he he cuz he he can't direct by walking up to the actors and saying like stuff because of the new protocol. So he's basically in this like walled off, you know, um, uh, kind of Oz plastic walls, you know, and he has a microphone. We have speakers all around. So he just like the voice of God and he just talks to the actors, but he'll like throw them lines in the middle of scenes. And it's, it's really hard not to just burst out laughing because they're just so fucked up. And it's just like, it's like the comedy that you wish you could, you had the top of your brain, you know? I just, when I visit, when we visited you when you guys were on, on the set of Mother, mm. I just don't, I, I feel like this acting thing is not easy. Oh my God. I can't, you know, the, even the, the lines that he'll throw out, you're just like, wait, what proportional Senate override committee? Did you just say that? And people like, you know, Lee DiCaprio even was just like, uh, fuck can i get a cue card for that that's insane it's true you're just like you know you have these things memorized but somebody like this director who's just who wrote the script is constantly rewriting it but he hired actors who are you know meryl streep they're so fucking on top of their game that they're like yeah sure i'll do that and they nail it and you're like holy fuck i can't like your 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 brain memory and your the way you can emote is like beyond you know you just can't and not laugh like how can you not you know like jonah hill will sometimes kind of burst out laughing but it's kind of in his character but it's one of those things that everybody has to keep a straight face do you think like, that these guys I, have to yeah. like i'm oh, sorry for interrupting go ahead no 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 yeah no. i was I just, wondering just, do you think that there's like some type of like extra <clears throat> confidence that these people have to have before they can kind of be comfortable I think it depends on who it is. I think someone like Daniel Day-Lewis, who's granted he's pretty gifted, but I think he has a very hard time acting. I think he's he does what a lot of actors do, which is called method acting, which is basically you become that person. Whether mm-hmm. you're filming or not filming, during that duration, you become the person. So, you know, there's the famous thing of when he was shooting Lincoln for Spielberg, he like went to, they're shooting in like somewhere in, I don't know, Oklahoma or something like that. He would go to the downtown cafe with the fucking Lincoln outfit and he would have people call him Mr. President. Literally, that's true. So, (laughs) I mean, that's a stretch. That's when you're like, you know, if it was anybody but Daniel Day, you'd be like, dude, go fuck yourself. (laughs) But, But I think that, a lot of actors have a hard time. And I remember Natalie Portman on Black Swan. It was hard for her to get in those kind of dark places. And Darren would just relentlessly just go at her, you know, just be like, you, you know, you're not worth it. You need to like, you know, you're, you're what you just kind of like berate her. 
And she finally would just break down after take like 25 and that would be the cut. That would be the, the circle, you know, of the, the scene. And this- I, I just, I just think that, you know, it, a really good actor, I think doesn't, I, I think there's differences in people who have to really work hard at it and people who are just kind of gifted. I think Jen Lawrence is one of those kind of gifted people who just can just do it. She doesn't, there's no, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't really memorize her line. She kind of comes, you know, she prepares the night before, but when she comes in, if, if Adam throws her a different line, she's like, holy shit, but she'll just nail it. I, I, you know, it doesn't look like it's a lot of effort on her part to do certain things, but there's definitely effort on other people's part. I know Leo really gets into it, you know, his character. Like he sounds like his character when he's not rolling, hmm. you know. Um, he plays an astronomer, so, he, you know, he says gosh a lot. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, I, I, I have a lot of respect. I think over the years, I, I think my respect level has kind of just jumped through the roof with them because I'm like, you. I don't know if you've earned every penny, but you're definitely, I don't envy them at all. Like that is just a different world for me. I, you know, it's like getting up on stage and playing in a, in a band in front of 50,000 people does that, that wouldn't bother me a bit. Like that doesn't, because I think your music, you're, you're, you're physically doing something that is translating to the audience. You know, you've already done it. You've already recorded the album, you, whatever, you know, and the audience has listened to it and knows it, but with a, an acting or a theater or something like that, that's a fucking different level. I don't know. You're just, you're out there pretty naked. Um, yeah. And you, and you have to be able to be, it's like, I, I would just think like, especially on a movie set with all the different people with the camera guys and the yeah. lighting and the everything, all the people sitting around, if you make a mistake, the clock is still running. Yeah, it can be tough. It can be really hard. And a lot of times I've left rooms because the actor is just like, couldn't get the line and was just really furious with himself. And at that point, you're like, I don't really need to be shooting this. In fact, I could be a lightning rod for this dude. So, you know, you just kind of like step away in the shadows and you're like, okay, I'm, you know, daddy's, daddy's angry right now. (laughs) It's frustrating. Of course, you know, some people... I mean, Al Pacino had to have his lines read to him on Irishman. You know, they had so, uh, somebody in this booth would read read him lines. And there's a lot of people who do that. You know, I think Johnny Depp has his lines read to him and shit like that. Um, you know, have you, have you been on a lot of sets where like things get really, really uncomfortable? You don't uh, have to say names. Yeah, say names. no, like, I don't really like really like like the director's just like we're in big trouble. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Those always kind of come out of left field. You know, you, 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 most of the time you're not on the inside scoop. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, mommy and daddy are fighting. And then you're like, holy shit. They're like, and then you kind of, you either step away and the grips kind of walk up to like break up a fight or something like that. But that, I think that's only happened like twice on, you know, 40 movies. I, I, it doesn't, it's pretty rare, like very rare. Uh Um, I think because there's so much pre-production and there's so much back and forth with actors and directors and producers and cinematographers that, you know, you have four months of prep, five months of prep. Um, and that's the time you kind of iron things out. I think there's a, a story that just came out about Olivia Wilde, this actress who directed a film last year and she's directing something and our friend, Maddie Libatique is shooting it. And supposedly she had hired Shia LaBeouf to, be the main actor and she fired him before the production started 
you know, cause he's a fucking wacko. <laughs> and so, but you hear that story and you're like, Oh my God, can you imagine if they were in production and she fired the main actor while they were, you know, in the, there, they had to reshoot shit. I mean, look at Kevin Spacey. They had to fucking reshoot all that shit they did. And on the last movie he did really, you know, they, yeah, they hired a completely different dude to come in and sh- reshoot all those scenes. I forget what it was. It was like a Ridley Scott thing or something like that. Oh, I mean, it's millions and millions of dollars. And you know, but it's, you know, no one would have gone seen it. Imagine like after Kevin Spacey's fucking, you know, all the news comes out about him and then he's like, Oh yeah, whatever. I touch boys. And then, <laughs> and then and then they release a movie with him as the main actor. You imagine how many people would have fucking seen it? None. Dude. Maybe like ten. Yeah. Those things are those always things are always the the craziest when like a movie's just about to come out and the star does something fucking well that's the same, you know crazy. the same thing that happened with West Side Story everyone freaked out because in the springtime when West Side Story was still still supposed to release this Christmas Ansel Elgort the main actor was like supposedly like you know forced himself on a girl in high school what and you were just like you know and the news broke out and all the I remember talking to some of the actors and they were just like Ugh. you know. <laughs> fuck hope that kind of blows over you're like yeah god i just the whole thing just seems like i think that a lot of people think that they know what they want in terms of being a movie star or something like that but i don't think they do i I think it's way and i know most people in the business who work like i do as crew would never ever have their kids in a fucking movie like maybe to come into like you know be like a background of mandalorian for a day but no one wish sweet hell on their children to be an actor i think yeah. it's just it's just socially castrating in every sense of the word like it's just like the kid actors that i know like natalie portman and there's a you know a bunch of others who started very young i remember hearing somewhere that they stop socially growing after they be kind of become famous you know huh. so natalie portman was on what the fucking um that french uh the the professional, you know, right, with, right, uh, right, right. with whatever that big dude is. And, Renault, and she, John yeah, Renault. John Renault. And, and she was what, like 10 or something like that, nine? And they, well, you know, I, I think socially you kind of just stop because you become so insulated from the rest of the world. You know, you become, you have minders and uh, um, scouts and, and assistants like a coven or that would like hover around you all the time. Nobody can get to you. So to actually have a, one-on-one with a stranger just doesn't exist you know but there are other people like eddie furlong i i love the eddie furlong story because we just actually saw the new uh, not the new you know he was in terminator 2 he was a kid right. in Terminator 2 he had great look the whole thing then he was in uh detroit rock city i don't right. know if you've seen that fucking fun movie it's all about uh going to see kiss in the 70s oh yeah 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 okay, that was good yeah aw- we just saw that recently it's an awesome yeah. movie it's an awesome it was movie. it was a little while it was pretty while ago it was like after t2 right it was like oh yeah it was after t2 yeah, yeah. for sure but it'd be and then that's it and yeah then yeah, now yeah he's on cameo telling people i'm doing this because i want your money what's cameo you don't know cameo this is what this oh my is. god this sounds like the this sounds off this sounds like the movie that we're actually shooting right now Do you, you don't know, know what cameo is how cameo. many you haven't gotten the the third diddle of the day. <laughs> What's the third diddle of the day? <laughs> I don't know. It's so, just stupid shit that people come up with. I can't with. believe okay. you of all people don't know about Cameo. So Cameo is um, like a service where if you're famous, 
you will uh oh i think i've heard of this you'll have dinner with somebody or something weird for dinner you you can like somebody can pay for you to say happy birthday to someone oh right oh yeah the uh what's his name um steve gutenberg was doing that yeah i think i saw that on like the the late show or something like that oh yeah was like all these guys and they have a different pecking order in terms of their price and you yeah. know the you know all these different shows and athletes it's always like these like b-listers or c-listers it's just like right. people who really don't want to be there right but it's turned into something so fascinating because it's just like you know you know jeremy piven who is from entourage yeah, yeah. He, he's got all these like terrible yelp reviews because they want him to be his character and he just doesn't want to fucking do it right. so he's charges like 300 bucks to you know to do to you know send a video message to your friend right and then they leave these reviews like you know we really wanted you to be the character the ari character from entourage and you didn't do it and we spent a lot of money and you know be real nice we gave you notes and you wouldn't do it and he's just like you can tell these guys just like this is what my life has come down to i have to like say wish happy birthday to uncle jo- uncle george yeah, you know, and uh, tell them the good luck with the dogs. Yeah, yeah. No thanks. No thanks. That doesn't sound like. Uh, yeah, it's it's depressing. It's like uh, I don't know. I've I've been listening to this great podcast. Um, it's called Wind of Change. It's made by this uh, investigative reporter, this war like war reporter who's got friends in the CIA, and it's all about the Scorpion song "Wind of Change," right? The yeah. you know the whistling and shit and uh and supposedly it was it was a kind of covert op thing to that the cia wrote wind of change for the scorpions to sing to end the cold war really yeah it's fucking awesome so this guy like jumps down this like cia rabbit hole that just goes way deeper than you think and you're just like holy shit like what the cia like the Knox and all these you know special ops guys and and you know rollbacks and all these weird like spook shit and uh i forgot what the fuck i was going with it no, but it's you, a- i mean you, so so back to the podcast so so they so the the cia wrote wind of change <laughs> supposedly somebody supposedly. at the cia like dinner thing there was all these operatives and this old dude was like oh yeah we we orchestrated that like we did that and someone was like wait what like you CIA, they had like either hired somebody to write it for Scorpions, you know, and uh, but then it goes into this whole thing about the manager. Their manager was this guy, Doc McGee, who managed Motley Crue and all these other bands. And they had this huge show in Russia in 1989 called like the, you know, Concert for Peace and something or other. But it was like, it was and it was an anti-drug message, and they realized that the fucking manager had to do it because he was he was part of a multi-billion-dollar marijuana cocaine ring with Noriega. What? And yeah, smuggling tons and tons of marijuana and cocaine from Panama with Noriega's help up into the u.s and north carolina and louisiana up to detroit and stuff and he got busted he got indicted and he served zero time and they're basically saying like the guy who opened the gate for the trucks to come in got five years but the dude who orchestrated it got zero time because he was he had to put on these concerts 
that were basically anti-drug concerts, but they were in fucking Russia in 1989. What? So yeah, with like Scorpions and Skid Row, Meta- uh, not Metallica, uh, Motley Crue, all the bands that, that Doc McGee had managed. And they were kind of like, well, how, like, why are we doing this concert? And the bands didn't give a shit. They were just like, you know, Bon Jovi was one of his person people too. And they, you know, the bands didn't give a shit. They're like, oh, I get plastered and go to fucking Moscow and whatever, play in Red Square. But, and then right after the Scorpions, you know, came out with this song based on the show they played. And, you know, it's like following the Moscow River at Gorky Park. It's like all the lyrics, you know, are about this, about East and West Germany and Russia right. and the old Soviet Union. And they say that they, that played a major role in the end of the Cold War. The end of the USSR was, was you know, uh, social unrest of youth. And when youth gets a little older and they can vote and they can, they're more, you know, attuned to shit. It's like the Arab Spring. It's the same thing, you know? They say that Dr. Zhivago also played a big role in it in 1966 when they made it. Um, it had a big sway. Like the book was supposedly banned everywhere uh, in Russia and they released the movie because they wanted Russians to see. And it was in Russian. They had, they, you know, they basically had made it for Russians like the Americans did. Uh, this crazy shit like you know what's the name of this podcast wind of change wind of change right yeah i I think it's on like pineapple um pineapple street which is pineapple media which is part like spotify you know spotify owns like all these okay it's like wondery or something like that but spotify uh i think it's called pineapple media or something like that but it's great it's one of these things like i love podcasts like that where you learn weird shit and you hear interviews from weird fucking people and you're like, holy crap. Like, you know, it's kind of great. What was that podcast that the NPR did that was great? It was about the guy who uh, may or may not have killed his girlfriend. You know what I'm talking about? Is that oh. a couple of years ago? Uh, not, doc- not Dr. Death. There's a bunch no, of those. No, like- there was a famous one that was like Serial. It was called Serial. Oh, Serial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Anon Saeed. Yeah, 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 yeah. The first one was amazing. Yeah. The second one I thought was even better. Yeah. The second one about the, the guy goes AWOL. The guy who goes AWOL yeah. in uh, Afghanistan. I yeah. thought that was far more interesting because it was uh, this huge. And it was, yeah. And it was continuing. So after the podcast got done, then you could see that, like there was a trial was held right. for that. Dude. That's right. It's like, holy shit. Um, um, yeah, that's, I, I think investigative journalistic podcasting is like my favorite shit. My least favorite shit to listen to is is what we're doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, two dipshits <laughs> just talking about random crap, and all you hear is uh, their fucking whiny ass voices. Well, when we did this before, when we did this before, <laughs> I mean, it was meant to be. I mean, I always had such a good time when we did the downward spiral because it was like we would do this, and it was yeah, it, yeah. it's totally self serving. But I think, but I think I like having guests on more. Remember that one where we had Wally come down. And we did the whole podcast about like, like, you know, a uh, small business and like, you know, I forget what the fuck episode it was, but Wally was there. Sonny was there oh, and we yeah. talked about, cause Wally was a financial advisor to this big, you know, Hartford uh, money conglomerate. Place. Yeah. And so we talked a lot about money and things like that and managing your money. I thought that was great. Like it definitely was very less spiral cause we didn't talk about cannabis, yeah. but yeah. You know, I like those casts when we can kind of talk about things. I, personally, I don't want like listening to that shit because 
I, it just gets too boring. I, I like I like interviews with people, and I like hearing like old scratchy tapes of shit. And and the Scorpions one's great because I love the Scorpions. So you know they these interviews with Klaus Meine, who's the lead singer, is really funny. He's you know just this goofy German dude. But um, yeah. Anyway, well, well, here's I mean here's the thing with especially with uh, the Makery Network and the shows on the Makery Network. The people who listen to this podcast and the other ones on the Maker Network. People listen to this podcast? Oh, we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. We're we're doing actually doing really good. The, the numbers are good. On the spiral? Oh, the <laughs> numbers five. in the spiral are I mean, yeah. thank God the numbers in the spiral. There were some episodes that were so yeah. gratuitously bad. You should have been banned in Russia. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, no, it's people who are working in their shops and they're trying to be kept comfortable or kept yeah. company. And, you know, you know, when we first started doing the downward spiral, I was listening to Opie and Anthony and Howard Stern and all these radio guys. And they, while I was in my shop, they were keeping me company. Yeah. And there's so many people like that working by themselves in their sheds and they want like company. And what happens is like this one, like I had a, a number of great interviews this year um, on with different shows. And it really, it, 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 it says something to people and, and I'm, I'm super pumped. I started this the full blast podcast and Craig started the Makery Network right on the cusp of the, of um, the, the coronavirus, yeah. because I was saying, you know, people are at home. They want to be, they want to have their, they want it taken away. From, they want, they want their minds, you know, taken away from <laughs> for the most part. Brains they want to be occupied. They want to be yeah. kept company and occupied and content is sure. king. And when we talked about it, I said, dude, we started doing knife talk. We started adding episodes yeah, and, and it was great, but it was just like, I, I can only talk about knife making for so long. Right. I, I just want to like do, you know, this kind of shit, just whatever. And like, I'll interview people from, you know, everything and it'll be interesting, but I'm amazed at how many people love to listen to podcasts because they're, they want their time managed. You know, they want, they want to be taken away, you know, right. And it's, it's different it's, than watching a YouTube video or TV yeah. show because you can actually do things and listen at the same time. But it's funny, you know, if I look at, if I'm about to go for a long drive and I look at the podcast, like what to listen to. And if, if the show is 15 minutes, I'll be like, no fucking way. If like, give me a 40 to like right. an hour, like, right. Per episode. Perfect. Like I right. want to get involved, listen, and not have to like reach for the, you know, the phone to change the next to uh, the next podcast. Well, with that said, I'm yeah. gonna change I'm gonna change our I'm gonna change it out. We got a new we, God, we're we gonna gap for like 50 minutes. No, it's okay. We got we're gonna we got I have news stories that we can what I thought we could do is like I'll I'll just bring them up. Funny stories that have happened, weird stories that have happened, and you can say let's do it, or you can say no, let's go to skip this one. Um, but before we do that, Craig, drop a load on us because <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> I should have said that. But, but just back, okay, back, Jeff. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, I meant to say is Craig, just back one in nicely right over here, and the parking yeah. spot's clear. Put an ad right over here. Okay. Now, <laughs> I don't know what to do. It works so well. It was. I shouldn't have said. Can drop this a be load. off the record? No, this is going to no, be this is on the record. Oh yeah, yeah. Can this I be want off the record. No, he. I want him record. to. Well, here's Can this the be funny. Off the record. Here, listen to me. Listen. To me. <laughs> the funny thing is, is recently people have been bitching to all the network, all the podcasts on this network that that you know the ads are put into these inopportune times. So, like Chris Zapp on well, isn't, on the, isn't every ad inopportune? Well, I mean, if like, I literally, I literally count down 
how many seconds it takes for the ad when I'm driving, and I'll forward it by clicks on my steering wheel. Oh, you're crazy. Now you're really crazy. You can't just kind of gut it. No, because I'm like, I was, yeah, I've been listening, I was listening to one, uh, listening to one about alien, you know, uh, Area 51, and there was a minute and a half ad, which is eight clicks on my, my steering. (laughs) Minute and a half about like shoes and air fresheners. Well, like, here's here's the funnier part is we've all been starting to bitch about it because people this? people what'd you say? Can I not talk about this? Yeah, you, know, you can talk about whatever you want. <laughs> talk kidding. about whatever you want. I'm just saying that people have been bitching. And then when we start to talk about how inopportune the ads are, Craig's like, This is what I'm gonna put in this the ad. Put and the ad in. That's, that's his new favorite ad. part. His new favorite yeah. part is to make us look stupid. So yeah, so great. now I'm trying to like I'm gonna try to like give him like a landing zone for these. That's a great zone. yeah. I mean, I like the idea of Craig just just literally putting the ad like in the middle of it, yeah. like that, you know. Right, right. right well, I mean, we, people get people get angry. We actually had some <laughs> some, uh, some uh, Apple some uh, iTunes ad saying, you know, we, uh, iTunes review saying, oh, I love this podcast, but I hate the goddamn ad. So whatever. All right. So here's yeah, I'm, I'm gonna yeah. we're gonna I'm gonna just read you a couple, and you sure. say if this interests you, yeah. we'll go for it. If not, we'll right. go for the next one. Yeah. Uh, coconut water company offers t- a Twitter critic a sip of urine. Does that sound interesting? Uh, no, go to the next one. Okay. Penguins shoot poop bombs. Why is all our stuff scatological? Well, I try to look for, I try to look for something that's funny. I can't, I, when I, when I have like guys like Alex Steele on, or I have like Nick Anger on, I can't be, I can't be talking about poop, but I think it's funny. And, and you know, you're free to find articles yourself. Well, we could talk I wanted, about. I mean, the Nashville bomber is kind of funny because no one well, was hurt. Well, it's not that except funny. for that dipshit who died, and his name happens to be like QAnon. All right, do you? So you don't <laughs> want you you you're, you don't want coconut water, and you don't want well, it's urine and feces. So let's skip to blood. Well, I have fifty things stuck in people's buttholes from ER doctors. Mm. Yeah, that could be fun. Okay. Right, but it involves so, again, it's like fecal. Fine. That's it. It's gonna I mean But I like the idea of reverse fecal. Yes, this is gonna be let me I I this is this is a website that um uh, 50 hilarious how did I get that up my butt uh stories from in the emergency room. And then uh I'm gonna read them off and if you want elaboration, I will gladly mm. provide elaboration. Uh Please a whole Barbie like- doll. Are these all in x-ray like like these what, are yeah. up the ass yeah these are up the ass things a whole barbie doll a whole barbie doll mm-hmm. all right uh, i'll just read it so to give you an idea because there's 50 of them That's you can lot. all right <laughs> when i was interning in a trauma center a dude said he went to his daughter's bathroom and says his wife was taking a while in the shower says he slipped up and a whole barbie doll went up his ass <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine slipping <laughs> and falling on a vertical Barbie? <laughs> when we did the when we did the X-ray, we <laughs> saw Barbie. Not only was she way up there, but her arms were straight up, and her Holy hair was shit. everywhere. She and it spinning. really she looked like she was having a good time. So, Jesus so um, th- th- I think that the moral of the story is everyone says it slipped. It I don't slipped, know how yeah. you slip and have a have a uh, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> It's like if Barbie's hands are are straight up, it's like Barbie dough into your butthole. Right. Yeah. All right. There's a wow. frozen fish. Frozen fish. Jesus, how the fuck do you get that out? 
Well, here's the prop. This one is kind of grotesque because uh, the dude was found blind. lying face down on his couch, completely naked with a fish tail, fish tail sticking from between his cheeks. Oh. Firefighters and paramedics were trying their best not to laugh. No way. You can't. You got to open that dude up. He never gave an excuse. All he said was, it was frozen when it went in. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. The fish thawed up his ass. <clears throat> yeah. And the and scales yeah. made it so he couldn't pull it back out. Sure. You know, that was like those fins on the top. Oh, yeah. Dude, the, that's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. the whole thing. Like the fins on the top. You can't even uh, get your glove off it. Never mind your smooth anus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shaving cream can. That's, that uh, yeah, that's, that's normal. Golf ball. That sounds pretty yeah. tame. Here, a mango, and this is the best. <laughs> this is the best thing the guy said. The guy said, I heard it. The mangoes are good for hemorrhoids. <laughs> he it up his yeah, he only did the logical thing when he armed yeah. his information. He put his mango up the butt. Yeah, uh, there's Oops. another mango guy, a rubber snake. Uh, yeah. my ex girlfriend, okay, no rubber snake, a stack of Legos. Depends on how big the stack was. Um, well, not me, but a friend told me the story uh, when uh, she was in med school. Uh, she went to a hospital and a male patient came out complaining of stomach pains. Apparently, he was moving very carefully because it determined he had likely had something in his ass. When they did an mm. x-ray, they saw a stack of Legos in the man's colon, <laughs> complete with a little Lego person at the top. <laughs> 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 and with his little lego arm sticking up that's oh the fucking god. best that's part of the poster god that's damn the all these dudes like imagine a... that oh my god <laughs> that poster just um, a giant poster that's the new lego movie she called <laughs> she called me on her break to tell me about this and how uh she could never look at legos the same way yeah no uh, that's amazing why do they all have to stick their arms up why do they have to make it like they're dying? Because they tried to pull it out, and then as they're pulling it, the arms go <laughs> Yeah, they umbrella it out. <laughs> yeah, right. I just don't know why they need the dudes. I don't know why they need the little people. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's for your, like, you know, hey, little, you got to talk to somebody. They're <laughs> like, okay, we're going to go in now. Just to let you, you know, we're only, at, we're only on number nine. Um, number nine? There's a, there's a, there's a number nine. Number uh, nine? There's a uh Well, get bulb. to, like, the heavy machinery stuff well do you tell me when to stop there's a cucumber no summer sausage that sounds no. pretty uh a large tree branch Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> that's that doesn't that sounds like a friend sounds, of mine that's a like deliverance <laughs> a friend of mine is an emt and last year you responded to a call of a young teenage boy with rectal bleeding and uh coral rectal foreign body which is fancy pants medical speak for something's lodged in his butt hurry up his ass God, turns out the Turns now it sounds like this is going to be bad, but it isn't going to be bad. Turns out that a 15 year old boy with a large tree branch stuck in his butt had been experimenting. Um, he made a terrible judgment calling to call 911. Um, oh, he wasn't like he wasn't like the the kid running from the what's that serial killer's name? Right. Um, they had to like make a whole house. thing. Thing they yeah, make it. Yeah. They 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 had to make an edit. The kid was fine. Edit. Uh, the kid was not attacked or raped. Uh, okay. They did call child protective services. This guy's he's fooling around. He's they call child protective services. I mean, they kind of have to. Remember what? The, remember that the cops oh, yeah. who sent that kid back into the house in Chicago? What the yeah. fuck was that guy's name? Tree branch seems a little bit extreme, right? That you got to help that me out. What was that guy's name? Who? 
the Chicago serial killer guy who ate the kids. Oh, that's uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Dahmer. Yeah. yeah. Remember that? And the kid comes running out and his ass all covered in blood. And the cops are like, uh. pat him on the back, say, okay, no, there's your uncle. Go back inside. And there's a black kid or something like that. It's like, dude, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. That was, ladies and gentlemen, that was the correct downward spiral right there. I'm going to bring it back up. <laughs> um, well, we were talking about there's you know, a, bleeding asses and stuff. And that's what just came to my a mind. a toothbrush. A toothbrush. No, but these you gotta get like two wedding you rings. Get something that's move, like something alive or something that's okay. Mechanical. I'm working on it's it. Way too we're big. Only in fourteen. Two wedding rings, like uh, a chainsaw or something. No, that's a cute. chorizo sausage, a shampoo bottle. Those are all kind of cute. A Jason Voorhees mask. That's that's impossible. <laughs> unless it's unless it's like Dude, a one eight scale up. figure. Um, whenever somebody comes, uh, in with something in their butt, they start to make excuses. Um, they got, they get made fun of, uh, and they will see people. However, he says that with a few times, somebody has come up with a straight, straight to the point and said, yo, I like doing tinky stuff with my butt. And now I have a Jason Voorhees mask stuck in my prostate. Things went swiftly and with no embarrassment whatsoever, or more importantly, mirth from the staff. Stop making... But was it a was it a, like a? I don't get it. Is it a plastic mask, like full size plastic mask? I don't know. I he says I'm not going to fuck around. I just I shoved this right up my butt. I I would think he probably Impossible. it was like plastic and he well maybe it's rolled it up like a newspaper. Yeah, he rolled it up. That's the only way he could have done it. I mean, why that? Of all things, once it got past the uh, edge, right. it unfurled. <laughs> or something <laughs> these people are crazy like a sheetrock uh, screw yeah what here's a firecracker want to hear about a firecracker hopefully you lit it uh not a doctor but a friend of mine recently had a stick break off his ass he wanted to imitate something off of jackass so he shoved the stick end of a firecracker up his butt we lit it and the force propelled him into an awkward stumble as he fell backwards on his ass the firecracker broke and the stick became lodged in his ass you know, the funny thing is, I bet you 99% of these people are white males. Oh, 100%. <laughs> uh, 99. I'm like, why are you giving yeah. anybody any, why are you, why are you giving any credit to, to anybody else? Why are you sympathetic? It's Jesus like, white Christ. people are fucking dudes are just so dumb. <laughs> like, we're just the stupidest fucking I mean, if you have ever. A ki- if you have a kid. Yeah. And you're waiting for your wife to come out of the shower. What would possess you to put your child's toy up your ass? I, I mean, it's like, then you got to get rid of it. You can't let your kid play with a Barbie yeah, doll yeah. up your ass. Huh. Uh, medium-sized Yankee candle. Uh, that mm. Oh, a Virgin Mary figurine. That oh, that's a, pretty good. That's, that's pretty prophetic. Yeah. That's blasphemous. That yeah, that's blasphemous. some exorcist shit going on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. An old friend of mine back in nursing school said a patient had come in because they inserted uh Mary, mother of Jesus, up his ass. That's sorry, amazing. Will. Will Selter. Don't I'm sorry if I'm reading this. You just skip past this one, everybody. Um, he said he fell over it and it was super embarrassed. Everyone <laughs> was shocked. That's what they I also fell over it. I fell over it. These people have to be. I mean, if you fall over something, then you're also you kind of have to be naked because once you're naked, with your pants, your pants and your underpants kind of stop things from going up your butt. Out of the shower, and this entire Uh, he said he fell over. He's super embarrassed. Uh, Everyone was shocked, not by him inserting it, 
uh, but it was because it was the Virgin Mary. Surely he could have done this with a vegetable or anything else, but he went straight for the mother or, of Jesus or a Jesus statue. Yeah. <sighs> All right, let's Jesus let's go weeks. to another one because this is um, like, billiards we, we ball. Oh, you don't. Uh, let me just. Uh, all right, I'll weird. get you another story in a second. Let's, I'm just going to re a remote control for tennis balls, a giant Jeff. rock. Just tell me when to stop. A stemless wine glass, Jeff. PVC pipe, a soy Your sauce bottle, correct. carrot, a handle of hairbrush, an entire Lego set. <laughs> uh, a glass jar with a screwdriver, a bottle of hydrogen set. peroxide, a flashlight, a garden gnome. Bullshit. Garden gnome. That's amazing. Butternut squash, a jar of Smucker's grape jelly. <laughs> they had to give you the flavor. Uh, peanut butter jar, hairspray bottle, a large shower head, including the metal hose, a tomato sauce bottle, a coconut, a large potato, an empty Corona bottle, an ornamental frog, a prosthetic hand. Whoa. And a bottle of Dijon mustard. I just keep thinking, I, I just keep seeing these like pasty, like kind of like, you know, hairy, pasty white dudes like on their back yeah. in the bathroom, like doors locked. Yeah. Someone's knocking on the door and they're like, <laughs> I'm busy. And they're trying to jam, you know, yeah. a prosthetic hand up their ass. I don't know. It's like, um, one minute. I can't picture anybody else. I'll be like, there in a minute. It's nothing fun. Yeah, it's nothing, and it's like family yeah. dudes, you know, like midlife crisis dudes or something, you know. I better right. try something different. <laughs> Give me a Barbie doll. <laughs> well, I mean, but. they're obviously just, they're looking at it, and they're, thi oh, people are so wacko. Um, and, yeah, and these are the people that we're trusting to, like, put the coronavirus back in the freezer. Dude, dude, this frozen fish looks like it'll fit right in my ass. I yeah. hope it doesn't defrost. <laughs> I hope it doesn't defrost and, like, kill the vac 500 doses of the vaccine. It must have been in there for a while to defrost that quickly. But all right. Wow, you got to think your butthole's got to be hot. All right, let's let's move all on. Right. Uh, here's a story of an illegal winery busted at a... Uh, alabama sewage plant you want to hear about that you know what i i want to hear about that because i saw that that popped up on my google news feed yeah and i was like it looked pretty elaborate and i was actually pretty impressed yeah and it's kind of a bummer that they got busted yeah because you know if you work at a sewage treatment plant and you're actually making wine on the side inside <laughs> the treatment plant fucking hats off i swear <laughs> to god like <laughs> i mean it's fermenting you know it's it's you're in a kind of a good environment for it but wine you know, is one of those things that's like there's like these complex tastes and there's this thing called terroir, which is all about you've taste like the ground. Like, la la. You know, no, that's a big thing of wine, like certain wine. How come I've can, never heard? It? I've been drinking wine since I was five and I haven't heard terroir. My dad was a wine. Oh, that's maker. right. Oh, you God, I, I, trust me. Terroir is you can taste the the the, the ground that it was. It, it, all right. So let's read the story. So, um. This is in Rainsville, Alabama. A sheriff's official says that they've been they busted an illegal winery that was operating at a municipal sewage plant in a small town in northern uh, North uh, Alabama. I mean, I wouldn't call this a winery. It's more like a prison, <laughs> like a like a prison, like fruit cup. 
kind of like <laughs> they're calling you know, it a alcohol. winery. I mean, they call it a winery. Yeah, the I DeKalb- can crush grapes together and call it a winery too. <laughs> the DeKalb County Sheriff's Office said it uh, in a statement it received an anonymous tip about an alcohol operation at a municipal building in the town of Rainsville. Investigators then uncovered what they described as a large illegal winery inside the Rainsville wastewater treatment plant. Do you see photos of that? Are there photos there? Um, there are photos of awesome. there are photos of like these giant jugs yeah, of red like, wine in and like, it's like in these this room and you're like what the fuck there's like kind of wood around like these weird casts that they put I don't know it's one of those things you're like fuck like they were really bored and they, they really were into wine. They, I mean that's kind of awesome. I mean it's one thing to like build a still that could explode and send shit flying for a half a mile. But it's another thing to just to make wine. These, these guys just wanted to make fucking wine. Photos, wanted, yeah. photos released by investigators show glass containers, buckets and fermenting racks and other equipment often used by people who make wine at home. The agency said officers seized a lot of illegal alcohol and arrests are expected. The town of a 50, of 5,100 people is a hundred miles Northeast of Birmingham. Uh, we want to thank the mayor for his co- cooperation and willingness to allow law enforcement to do our job and shut something like this down. This is oh, definitely yeah. one of the biggest operations we've seen in our county and possibly our state. Yeah, it's gotta... legal to make a limited amount of wine at home in Alabama, but it's illegal to have more than 15 gallons of homemade beer or wine at a time. 15 gallons? That doesn't seem like much. Doesn't seem like a lot, right? Uh, police photos show multiple fermenting vessels filled with what appears to be more than a hundred gallons of a uh, white and red liquid. Jeff, I lost you. So these guys were, I don't know. I just, it seems, it seems like a, a lot of work to just, why not just do it in your home? Like, you know, well, they, maybe they were working like two shifts at the shitter, you know, <laughs> yeah. like they just, they could, you know, they didn't have time. And they're like, you know, that's the thing is like wine has to be done in kind of a perfect environment. And you got to think it's like the, maybe the humidity is perfect there. Maybe, you know, it's all dark. It's like where they were in that place. And then wine can't see sun. So they were like, oh, this is great. Like we can't do it at home because there's no room. Maybe we live in a fucking duplex, you know? Like, like, I could see it being like, you know, we have we're working at the sewage plant, and maybe one guy makes a little bit for for Christmas for Christmas party or something. Yeah, and it turns out to be fucking dynamite. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and then you're like, "Holy shit, dude! You got to make more of this." And he's like, "Really? <laughs> Will you help me? Will yeah, you help me? okay. That sounds awesome. Let's let's. I got a couple glass jars. Great, that are That's under perfect. fifteen gallons. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do, where are we gonna get the grapes? Where are we gonna get the grapes? We have to. We can't grow them out here. I mean, I honestly, I'm I'm really proud of these guys. I, you know, it's like, I this mean, is the they, maker show, right? Like, this is, go, guys. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. I mean, they're going to go down. Yeah. I mean, they got problems. I mean, it probably yeah, would have been better like, if they grow, grew weed. It's wide. It's probably better if they fucking, like, curated opium in there or fucking, <laughs> you know, kerosene would, some fucking good, ha- or like, good, like, you know, heroin just to See, I would it think down, that, but. I would think that growing weed would be a lot easier because growing, making well, wine, no, you is just take, yeah, but it, well, making wine is a different whole. You, know, you don't rely on a ton of growing weed. I think is a lot more expensive. You have to do electricity, and especially if there's oh, no yeah. sunlight, right? You got to deal with like your temperature, soil, all that stuff. You have to constantly maintain it. Where I think yeah. wine, you're like, let's do a batch and let it sit inside this dark room for you know a month. Like I think it's a little different. You know, I think there's more. Like let's just get a wine press. 
I think the yeah. only reason why this is a story is because it was at a sewage. Place. That's the thing. But you know. you know how dirty was it? Were they like I in mean, the tanks doing it? Like sewage you know. is in the name. <laughs> it's like it's not even. I mean, who cares how dirty it was? I mean, if you know, it's in the name. Yeah, it's bad but, enough. You know what? Maybe that's some good. You know, kind of like. um what do they call it? Tannins or t- turbinoids <laughs> or something that like works its way in to help yeah. the yeasting process. Right. Right. Yeah. The yeasting process. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. should have made exactly beer. That would have been better. All right. Well, I'm going back to a funny <laughs> story. This is this uh, 2019. Uh, this is a coconut water brand representative invited her Twitter critic to drink urine. Uh, in recent years, we've seen a big shift in corporate brands trying to interact with customers through social media to varying levels of dis- of success, but nobody would have expected just how far one beverage brand would go this year. In what can only be called an extreme PR move that made for one of the year's funniest news stories, the coconut water brand Vitacoco tweeted a photo of a jar of human urine to one of the online critics invited him to drink it. Hmm. So it started with an and when amateur MMA fighter turned blogger, uh, Tony Poznanski tweeted out his list of unpopular opinions. And one of them was he hated coconut water. Hmm. Uh, he thought it was disgusting. And Vita, Vita Coco, you've seen Vita Coco. It's, it's, like, so. yeah, it's yeah. like the one that's in all the, like, the, yeah, the, yeah. the gas stations and stuff. Right. Vita Coco tweeted out unpopular opinions, but there's no such. Uh, he, he, so basically, Vita Coco made a crack at him. And then, Why would they uh, do that? I just don't know. But then the MMA fighter wrote back saying, fuck that, save that nasty shit for someone else. I'd rather drink urine from your social media person's piss than your coconut water. Oh, and shit. Then, and then they're like, they, they want the, him. And then the company delivered the final blow <laughs> and tweeted a photo to Poznanski of Vita Coco's social media staffer, Lane Rawlings, holding a jar of yellow liquid with the company caption reading, what's your address? That's fucked up. I mean, <laughs> it is, it's, who is like, yeah, who, who like double check that tweet before it went out you know well, like you're a company you're a giant company that sells liquid to people like you really want to fucking post a photo it's not it wasn't a strong move uh the company's son no. quickly went viral and inspired inspired a slew of mixed responses some wondered whether the brand had gone mixed too far responses. yeah while others found it absolutely hilarious <laughs> many just wanted to know if it was actually real pee yeah, but it's still, it's just, it's not, it's not appropriate, you know, like we can talk about piss and shit for days, but for a company, actually <laughs> a company days. that sells like, sells coconut water, Yeah, you know, it's one thing if it was like a plumbing company and you're like, ah, that's kind of funny because you're plumbing, but it's <laughs> like, I'm going to ingest this shit, uh, you know? Yeah. If thanks you're for in... the, thanks for the, uh, you know, the, the mind switch there. Like, great, I can't just to that. let you know, the sewage treatment winery. Mm were more appropriate than the coconut water of people. Of course. You know. Yeah, look at the the guys who made wine are probably got like, you know, yeah. 12 months community service and like, you know, a month of fucking whatever. They were super back. appropriate. It's not like they yeah. named it like, you know, urinal vineyards. I mean, yeah, yeah. like meanwhile, you got a picture of the brand manager, you know, sitting on a sitting on the bowl with a jar right. of urine saying, "Hey man, what's going on?" Hey, I don't think you, you bro. Yeah. 
I don't think you can actually have, I don't think, I think you shouldn't even have to say that if you're involved with food or beverage, any kind of feces bodily or urine fluid. or bodily mm-hmm. fluid should really not ever come up ever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, unless you're, you like the company's going bust. We're right. mad ball 40, you know, we're going to, <laughs> everybody in here and this is how we're going out yeah that's that's a different yeah. story and you're like fucking knock yourself out yeah no, I but, mean, but brand image you know it sounds stupid but eh, you know i'll think twice maybe. i mean it isn't it isn't the best i used to love coconut water but it is and it's definitely not it's the worst of the coconut waters that you can buy yeah but I, I mean i certainly I, wouldn't I, I don't think i would i think that i would think differently by you know, and she's a cute girl. She's holding this big jar of urine. Just seems like I, you know. I'm. I hate to tone. say this, but I Go think ahead. the optics are wrong. Yeah, the optics are wrong. <laughs> the optics are wrong. Uh, oh shit! I got two more. Jesus. Pe- <laughs> Penguins shoot poop bombs more than four feet. Incredibly important study finds. <laughs> yeah, but I, that's kind of common knowledge. I thought everybody knew that. Did you know that? Of course. These tubby aquatic birds can squirt arching jets of yeah. poop to distance. Of poop. You already they're, know this, birds, dude. You don't want you don't want this one. You don't want to know about their tiny you rectums. Know my, you know what my chickens? My chickens can literally shit like twenty feet. Like, Good I don't out know, of here. Yeah, as they're flying. Oh well. But, oh, you mean uh, they're dropping? They're dropping? They're dropping deuces while they're flying? Yeah. Oh yeah. The chicken chickens shit like fifty times a day. <sighs> it's nuts. Birds, birds are like just shit machines. <laughs> so for a penguin to shit four feet does not surprise me. Did I ever tell you the story of when Hillary and I first moved to our town and Hillary was super pregnant and we found something so bizarre. It looked like this. It looked like almost like a voodoo doll. Mm. And it was like a small human body with arms and legs. And it was like oh, shriveled yeah. up. Yeah, it was the owl scat, wasn't it? Let me tell the fucking story, goddammit. You know, Jesus Christ. It looked like... You I mean, told me the story. I know, but the but listeners haven't heard the goddamn oh, story. Right. The we're on a podcast, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Nico, come on, man. Work, work with me a little bit. I forgot we were casting. So, yes. so it was crazy because we didn't know what... It looked like a... It was the size of a Barbie doll. And it was the arms were outstretched, and it was were like... It was stretched upwards? They were out. They were out, <laughs> almost like crawling. I don't know what it was, but it looked like it definitely looked as if it was like a. Um, up that dude's ass. <laughs> it looked like it was like a voodoo doll. Yeah, yeah. And we actually saw our neighbor, and, and my my wife was super pregnant and crazy at the time. And we were talking to him, like, "Have you ever seen anything like this?" And he goes, "No, I'm, a, you know, I don't, I have no idea what it is." And, what, and he goes, "What do you think it is?" And my wife, you know nine months pregnant waddles out and she goes i think it's a moose abortion i was like jesus christ that was the end of him our relationship with our neighbor like <laughs> he tuck takes off i was like yeah that was a good one hell he faints yeah so we i ended up calling um i ended up calling the the um animal animal control in our neighborhood who we know uh wendell wendell, wendell. Yeah. and he said that what happens is, is these barn owls will swallow an entire an entire squirrel right whole they don't yeah. chew it up or anything sure. they swallow that motherfucker whole and when then they when they shit it out it's just impacted but the arms are out and the yeah. legs are out and it's to like get rid of all their little lice yeah it's insane how that digests you gotta think it's just 
it's just mashed, and then all the guts of the creature comes out their nose or their ass. But it wasn't a pellet. It was like it was no, like, no. It's like a it's like a it's like a matted. I forget the name of what it's called, like the owl scat. But it's what happens. It's just like a ball of fur and bones, like crushed. It was like it's the like most a compactor. I mean, I honestly, honestly, honestly felt that it was like. It was like somebody sent that to. It was like a voodoo. It was <laughs> like crazy. Rare witch in, in your backyard. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. All right, so we don't need to know about that. All right, the last story I have, and this is perfect for the end of the year because this year was definitely, I would say, a kick in the nuts. Yeah. Um, China's masters of iron crotch kung fu fight to preserve the painful looking tradition. You want to know about this? Yeah, but I think I've I think I know about this. Well, there's these videos. I don't know if you've seen these. Yeah, yeah. There's dudes these like dudes. squatting, and the other guy just fucking railing on his nuts. <laughs> yeah, and then five seconds later, he's in horse stance with his like karate outfit on, and he's hitting his balls and penis with a brick. So that's an actual huh. thing. It's not just like some <laughs> fucking Unix, or maybe they have like a that tied down or something I'm like that. And I tell you the story. Uh, okay. uh, never before had the. Uh, hold on a second. I got waylaid here. I got you got lost in Barbie's balls. Yeah, I got Barbie's. Well, I got no. I got screwed up by an ad. Um, okay, what, you're supposed to do an ad. No, 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 no. I. <laughs> the, no, God, no, 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 no more ads. No more. No, ads. Craig, no. <laughs> we. I, I got the story. I got the story. Um, in Juton, uh, China, why late? Why Wang? Guys, Jesus, dude, Wang. you're so racist. God damn it! I didn't say. I mean, how can you have a story about um, crotch kung fu? The guy's name is Wang. Wang Lui Tai is no ordinary kung fu master. The 65-year-old from the village of central China practices the unique and excruciating-looking. A uh, strand of martial arts coined iron crotch kung fu. Huh. <laughs> its most famous technique involves a steel plate capped log, two meters, uh, six and a half feet in length, weighing uh, 88 pounds, that swings through the air and smashes into a man's crotch. Jesus. When, when you practice iron crotch kung fu, as long as you push yourself, you will feel great, said Wang. Huh. fucking wank <laughs> get the fuck out of here come on man you know the the, the journalist was just like come on right. man your name's not wank don't do this to me man come on please Ugh. uh wow well, well, i'm gonna laugh the whole fucking time uh wang who has been practicing the technique for a half a century has two children and insists that with the correct methods and sufficient practice it does not hurt and has no effect on your fertility but what's the correct method? Like, <laughs> I'm gonna a get a metal plate around your dick. I think it's how you receive. But um, the iron crotch mastery, which is gained, uh, which is gained by taking hits to the body's weakest points while using a special breathing techniques to inure oneself, is just one element of a branch of Tong Bei Quan Kung Fu that has been practiced in Wang's village for 300 years. The style encompasses the scores of attacks, attack techniques, as well as resisting pressure, pain, or hits to other sensitive areas. Uh -oh. Jeff, I lost you. Uh, we also have the iron throat, the yeah. iron head, the iron chest, yeah. and the iron back as well, said fellow master, 53-year-old. His name was Tang. Tang. I want to... This almost Tang, makes me Tang feel, and Wang. This makes me feel <laughs> like it's a fucking joke. Come on, man. 
fucking tango. Wang and Tang kicking each other in the nuts. Wango <laughs> Tango. Wango Tango. Fuck me, man. I can't uh, make this shit up. It's not racist because I'm reading it. So racist, dude. You're so uh, racist. Jesus um, <clears throat> let me keep going. What happens what happen, what happen if somebody punches you in the kidney? You're not prepared for that, are you? Uh, I gotta go ask them. the other guy. It must have some sort of kidney uh kung fu this the style of kung fu practiced by those in uh, jutun village outskirts of the ancient capital of luyang uh was historically a fiercely guarded secret but concern um has grown that fewer and fewer people were taking it up and might not survive there were once about 200 people regularly practicing uh iron crotch kung fu in uh, the practicing in the village said tang and now there's just only 20 that number can practice the uh, the number that can practice iron crotch technique has dropped from eighty to just five. Yeah, there's only five masters now. The Good iron figure. crotch technique. That's why Wang and his fellow masters started to actively promote their style of kung fu, adapting the swing log device in 2016 to demonstrate the iron crotch technique, where previously villagers had kicked, punched, or used bricks or sticks. You know what I bet they do? I bet you they have like a breathing thing where they suck their nuts up into their body cavity. <laughs> That's the only way you could How actually you, do you it. Suck your nuts up <clears throat> into your body. <clears throat> yeah, they can. They can if it's cold enough. Maybe they <laughs> numb their nuts and then the balls go back up into their body, and they're like, "Hit me, uh, kick me." Yeah. Uh, their efforts. Their efforts have um, helped them gain new, uh, new several students in the cities across the country who learn using social media or the custom-made videos posted online. See, the videos we've all been seeing are sure. demos to get people interested. In the getting only way I would believe that shit is if they did it naked. <laughs> well, you I know, because then you're like, well, you got a plate there, dude. I, I don't believe it. Like, yeah, it looks kind of painful, but, you know, you put a fucking, you know, whatever those things are called, those uh, little fucking, you know, <laughs> plastic things. I didn't do sports. What the fuck is it called? <laughs> a cup, a cup. Yeah, cup, cup. Yeah. yeah. Um, if there are more students to carry it forward and spread the whole country and the world, if they can carry this form of kung fu forward, then my dream will come true, says Wang. Jesus. Oh, Wang. Fucking Wang. I, I here's the here's the problem with this particular type of kung fu. It seems very passive. Like <laughs> yeah. I would, I mean, I would have thought that kung fu's are defensive and yet offensive. Yeah, if they could use their dick like... just like to, to, <laughs> yeah, to like I mean, lash this... out after this... they get knocked in the nuts and their their dick comes out and they just fucking whacks them in the head. Like that would be impressive. I mean, what position are you in in a fight <clears throat> where you just take your hands, put them on your hips, and then kind of like put your like, pelvis out me. to say, give yeah. me a kick and see how it goes. If yeah. you kick this, wait till you, wait till you see what I do to you. It just, yeah. it but doesn't seem like, it just doesn't seem like a valid form. I mean, it just, they obviously have to do these YouTube videos because everyone's just like, yeah, I just don't really feel like getting, you know, somebody swinging a log into my crotch. Yeah, it's kind of like it's just like laughing because like, you know the first, you like, know, with anything, the first couple of days are not going to be easy. It's not going to feel you're not going to have iron crotch right well, off the bat. You're going to have tinfoil you know with like a little pencil, a little thwack. <laughs> a fucking thwack <laughs> from a pencil is terrible, as you know. A graze, a simple graze to the scrotum. Is, I mean, it's worse than a, a log. Yeah. I just think that I don't know how you can get to the point. Of, I mean, you're going to go through a lot of hell before your crotch is made of iron. Yeah. And that's you know? why there's only five left. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's he's a dying art form. Wang's sad, but I mean, <laughs> come on, Wang. 
Yeah, give me you got to figure something else out. No one wants yeah. to be kicked in the crotch. Yeah, you can't. Right. You can't upsell getting kicked in the crotch as a defense. Yeah, there's this you know? great new body modification where you cut off all your fingers. It's I really mean, hip. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it's just, it's just like, what's the selling point to iron crotch to Kung Fu? Hey, come here with me. If you get kicked in the crotch, you're going to feel great. Yeah, but you got to feel terrible for a few years of and, getting and kicked you in know the crotch. What? You can, I think you can kind of count on your fingers how many times you've been kicked in the crotch. Unless oh, you're like a fighter or some kind of wrestler or something like that. But most people, you know, it's like three or four times. It's not like every oh, week my nuts get <laughs> act against a door frame you're like oh, that sucks. i better learn some iron crotch <laughs> i mean it's i think wang's got to figure something else out i mean even yeah. iron back i mean who gives a shit about you know iron back yeah iron, iron stomach is it man it's like your iron, iron chest and stomach like you can take all the abuse that's kind of cool i just think that the, i feel sorry for wang and tang because this is gonna this is not no one is gonna come to to learn how to get hit the the the, the best part of the, those videos is i saw those videos and they're just like you know they go in the horse stance and their hands are by their hips and then they're standing and they're breathing and you can tell that they're they're holding themselves and then some dude's kicking them in the nuts mm -hmm. and then the best one is is the guy is taking a brick and not only hitting himself in the penis but he's going up under and hitting himself in the gooch you know yeah this yeah it's too much information. Well, I just thought, and well, that's the end of weird news. <laughs> <laughs> I just and thought with that we're done with that part. Spot. You know, let's uh, let's uh, uh, let's move to our our last but not least thing we talk about. What is that? The episode part, part where we take <clears throat> fuck yourself? Yeah. Okay. This is the part of the episode hmm. where we. Um, where we vent our frustrations and somebody or something or someone or something or is, is, you know, you say, go fuck yourself. Too. Yeah. We railed on Mitch McConnell last time and look, he got worse. Dude, <laughs> that dude is like, I mean, you can't, you can't get more. Yeah. Look, politicians. Palpatine has got nothing on McConnell. Dude. Can I tell you one other thing? There is nothing more irritating than my wife waiting to get her coronavirus and that little penciled neck douchebag um, um marco rubio oh yeah gets Getting the fucking the gets it first wearing like yeah. uh wearing like his like you know his, his, like white beater <laughs> he's wearing his ocean pacific <laughs> yeah. shirt and yeah. cap on backwards like he's about to go down to like virginia beach yeah, yeah. like you know pop a bud light oh, yeah it's me. like it's fuck like the you. situation gets it before the situation that's a fucking good one dude right there it's like uh, yeah, the situation getting hey, my, get my fucking shot yeah right there my fucking arm uh, yeah. the situation was from <clears throat> on the, the of MTV. that's yeah. a fucking good one dude good all right one. so who are you gonna say go fuck yourself to i don't know <clears throat> you know i <clears throat> i thought about <clears throat> you know the usual like covid no of course covid deserves everything it gets um <clears throat> you know 2020 but you know what i actually had a great fucking year um and I, that's just me personally obviously right. people had a shitty fucking end of life year right um but marianne from gilligan's island just passed away she bit it yeah she was up there though she wasn't yeah she i mean still. she wasn't like the 40 year old dipshit in fucking louisiana who bit it <laughs> yeah but i mean it's like, like the guy who was elected governor or something like that yeah but she can't say that marianne deserved it i mean jesus christ she's probably at a fucking covid party 
Uh-huh. <laughs> He's probably in that conga line in the in Queen. <laughs> oh, poor man. I don't know. It's it's Go ahead. you know what? It sucks. It fucking sucks. And 2020 was a weird year, but it was a it was kind of a it was a year that people are going to base on like, oh, well, that was September 11th, so it was that year. Right. You know, it's like you just kind of you shift. And 2020 is a good number. You're just like, it wasn't 2021, which is weird. It's uh, you know, 2020 is I mean, I'm just, I just want, I just want, I just want Trump to leave so we can actually get some kind of clear guidance of what the fuck we're doing. I want the National Guard to fucking come in and I want it to be like the goddamn movie pandemic so we can line up to get our fucking shots from the VA med staff and just get it done. Just fucking get it done. I do not want martial law. I want people to come to their senses. No, it's not martial law. What it is is a federal uh, emergency plan. That's what it is, where they're basically like, look, it's not even – you know what they did in Spain and France and shit like that? Where if you left your house, you had to have a fucking letter or an app on your phone that told the police that you had a right to walk your fucking dog. I Craig, that's what I want. Craig I used want to have you told me all about it. It was really very, very, uh, but you know what? If we have six weeks of that and the fucking virus goes away and because of that, fucking A. I mean, I don't know. We've already spent eight months doing this shit. So personally, it's not really working because a bunch of fucking a holes are out there without their fucking masks and just like, oh, I'm, I'm God will protect me. Fuck you. You know, like. I'm sorry. That's the, that's the big fuck. That's the go fuck yourself. People who just people who want to take a stand because they want their fucking five minutes of fame and they want to be they want their pathetic little fucking lives to be heard on the Internet. You know, like these are the real trolls, the people who bust into grocery stores screaming like, you know, you can't put underwear on my face. <laughs> you know what? Go fuck yourself. You fucking deserve <laughs> everything that that mother nature's con cooked yeah. up for you in that juicy cocktail those karens are the worst yeah they problem is they problem is they bring it to the fucking nursing staff like those that's the problem these dipshits uh, will get it and they're like i guess i better go to the hospital and infect the fucking people who, who've been playing it safe and been in the middle of this shit the whole time i am surprised how often i see poor behavior i was in the hardware store getting a just a, an emergency i had to get a gallon of a- acetone because i was completely out and i was gluing some stuff up i went in i stood online i stayed away for everybody and this guy took his mask down licked his fingers to get a mm. business card oh yeah that's i'm the like best. you motherfucker Ooh, what that's are delicious. you <laughs> you you here's dumb, my covid card you're my dumb you're the dumb motherfucker right there yeah. here lick here lick my card i've licked it already <laughs> I mean, you can't make this shit up. No, and no, to can't. all the downwards, down, all the uh, full blast podcast listeners who who don't like what Nico said, don't send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, he is my friend. I, on this podcast, I let people say whatever the fuck they want. It's what they have to say. Don't send it to me. I don't. I don't. I. You I'm know what? You. If 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 your listeners don't like mass, you know what? They can die too. All right, there you have it. From Nico Tavernisi. <laughs> <laughs> Look me up on Instagram. Wishing, wishing, wishing my listeners <laughs> death. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Fucking God. Uh, well, you know, I was going to say, I think my go fuck you is now to uh, Marco the Situation Rubio. He <laughs> 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 looks like that <laughs> fucking is. picture. You fucking uh, painted, you painted it perfectly. Yeah, he looks like the situation from the. He's sitting Sleeping there with this with his hat on backwards. He's got his. He got his. <clears throat> 
Ocean Pacific, like this is the sleeves cut off shirt, and he's like looking to the side with his who literally you know, was trashing Fauci like the day before, like literally just like reaming him out, saying Fauci wasn't, and then he gets the fucking vaccine. That's that, illegal. That, like, that hurt that shit. When when that picture came across uh, at our home, Hillary was not happy. With yeah, as as were millions like, of people who were like this in their motherfucker. Come on, man. Come on, man. You've been shit. You've been shitting all over that, that for a long Ernst time. or whatever. What the fuck was her name? Ernst. Ernst. You like got it? I forget her name. Kelly Ernst or something like that. What the fuck was her name? She was just she, she, she's a you know whatever. She's a senator or something like that, and she got it. And she was basically like ripping into into like the mass situation, you know. Mm. And the dipshit who said to Azar got it, and he was the guy who told Michigan to rise up. <sighs> like, I'm glad this the hypocrisy is so thick. Well, 2021 is going to be a fucking shit show. No drop in the fucking bucket. No, it's, it's just it's basically it's it's like it's the it's the day after a really fun party that turned really shitty at the end of the night and the, <laughs> the cops showed up yeah the cops yeah. showed up and people there's puke everywhere and 2021 is gonna be the people who actually pull up their fucking pants and say okay we gotta clean this shit up and that's what 2021's me it's gonna be fucking hard but it's gonna have to happen all right well i have because i owe to my to the listeners i have to say something uplifting because i mean we did this is the downward spiral podcast which is a podcast within a podcast within a podcasting network so <laughs> i'm looking forward to i am let's talk about let's talk about what we're looking forward to so we don't totally we gotta pull it back up it's downward spiral is the whole idea was that it starts off bad and then it ends worse but we're gonna kind of like pick it back up well that's not the downward spiral right that's a good point. Good night. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here, guys. Merry Happy New Year, you motherfuckers. And I appreciate the shit out of you. I am looking forward to a very positive 2021. I, I tell you what, Get out when I had room. Nick Anger on, that it, it opened the doors. It opened the doors for guests. I have mm. j- January and February, I got guests up the wazoo, but you, Nico Tavernisi, yeah, always, always. Dude, yeah. you have a complete open invite. Anytime you want to spiral, you have an open invite. You have All an right. open invite. So you, nice. just, you just let hey, me know. You know what? This is great. This is December 31st, last day of 2020. I feel, right. I feel very, very honored to be on this. Jeff. Oh, dude. I, there's nothing to be an honor. You're, you're one of my fa- We've been doing this for years, and, and you're you know one of my what? favorite people. You know what I was thinking about right before I started this thing? Go ahead. We used to call you Robot Jeff. Do you remember That's, that? Your your my your son, son Judah would call you Robot Jeff That's because right. of the costume you wore. For years, he called you Robot Jeff. That's right. I still I like that. I think I want to bring that back. Go ahead. I had Go a ahead, Robot uh, Jeff. <laughs> well, guys, it's better than Jesus Jeff, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> or 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 Iron Crotch Wang. Iron Crotch Wang. All right, buddy. Know. So, guys. Uh, Happy go New Year. to Happy New Year. I wish you all peace and love and um, prosperity and good health. And um, I got a lot of good sh- shit coming up down the pipe. <laughs> a lot of Barbies. A lot of Barbies. Barbies and, and that's it. That's yeah. it. Happy New Year, you little Happy bastards. Year. And uh, we'll do this again. Okay. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network.